Well, I think it's safe to say that by far, this has been the most unexpected year most of us have experienced. A number of months ago, I was in a virtual meeting with a leader of a not-for-profit, and this guy was in his 80s, early 80s, an amazing guy, uh, has lived such a great life, a, a life very well lived, and he declared to the people in that virtual meeting this. He said, I have never seen anything like this in my life. Now, for a little context and perspective, this is actually a man who lived and saw civil unrest. He lived in Alabama in the southern states in the 50s and 60s and is also someone whose life has been deeply affected by polio since he was a child. And he's saying 2020 is unlike anything that I've ever seen. Now, if you're feeling anxious or a little disillusioned by this year, join the club. Join in with me, right? There are a lot of people who have seen a lot of things over their lifetime and they are right now declaring, I have never seen anything like this. This week, Tara Schlossberg, a producer and animator at the New York Times, produced an animated op-ed. I don't know if you saw it this week. It was really well done. And she said this, I miss things that used to be normal. Hugging a friend hello, making small talk in the office, the joy of singing in public. I miss dancing late at night in a crowded space, sharing the air with 100 people I've never met. I miss standing shoulder to shoulder on the train between perfume lady and tobacco breath, and then sneezing without anyone looking twice. I miss the smell of the wet sweat at the gym sauna and my own excursion and the hard work of others in moist harmony. She goes on to say, but the hard truth is, as much as I yearn again for a time when things made sense, I realize that life is gone. Instead, in some future reality, maybe I'll be nostalgic for this crazy time when I take pleasure in a half-risen loaf of sourdough and wear the same sweatpants for a month straight. And the truth is, sometimes late at night, I do question whether the old reality was ever so normal in the first place. But in whatever insanity the new normal comes to look like, I really hope I can just hug a friend. You know, my five-year-old, I have a five-year-old who's amazing, we love him so much, and one of the things we've been catching him doing is he will take my wife Heather and I's phone, and he, throughout the day, will take either selfies, pictures of himself, or he'll actually video himself on our phone. And the funny thing is right now, at the age of five, he actually seems to be advocating right now for things going back to normal. And it's so funny, this is like hot off the press. This is what I found today. Here's a video of my five-year-olds kind of advocating, taking my phone and leaving a little message here for the world to, for the world to hear. Take a look. Hello, everybody. Today, Byron, and every and all of you guys. So, today, then we had COVID over and so you don't have to wear any mask. Um, and if you're wearing a mask, then forget 
um, 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 yeah, if you forget a Mac at the store, then that's great. And, and if you are wearing a Mac, then just take it off. So cute, man. I know, so cute. And don't worry, this is not anti-mask sentiment. We are not anti-maskers by any means. Here's a kid who simply wants things to go back to normal, or whatever that is. That's all, that's all he wants. So this year has definitely been unexpected, but let's not let it be lost on us that the narrative and the story that we press into this week at Christmas, it was a story that was not expected, right? So for hundreds and hundreds of years, God's people, Israel in the Bible, were waiting for someone to save them from their oppressor, Caesar and the Roman Empire. They were on the edge of their seats, dreaming of the day that they would be free through a Messiah that would come and save them. Here's what I want you to do. Just listen to one of Israel's songs. You may not know this, but the Hebrew people had this songbook. It's called the Book of Psalms. Maybe you've heard of that before. And their songs and their poetry was in this. Listen to one of their psalms, Psalm 126. It says this, When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. Our mouths were filled with laughter, our tongues with songs of joy. Then it was said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us and we are filled with joy. Did you hear it here? The people were dreaming of a day when their fortunes would change. God, the promise was, would come and save them. And here's the thing, he did. This is actually what Christmas is all about. But here's the thing. It's not what you think. Instead of a story where God comes in power and wipes his oppressors out, he comes through a peasant, virgin teenager from the backwoods of Galilee. You know, we just watched this animated video with the kids story and it's so, it just caught me off guard. So funny. Joseph's reaction to hearing that Mary is pregnant. Like, uh-oh, like what, what is going on? You know, that's the best reaction. Wait, what, right? Joseph, who's a young stonemason who has never been intimate with his wife will be the father of the Messiah. To the shepherds, teenagers, those that were seen as the lowliest people in their society. These are actually the ones that hear the message. They visit the Messiah and then they take this news to the world. To the Magi, who were powerful, we know they were powerful, feared by kings, yet they come and they worship a baby. And of course, you have the king of the universe, not born in a palace with royal golden fleece diapers. Where are my Talladega Nights fans at? Come on, somebody. No golden fleece diapers, just born with the animals. This story is unexpected. If you were waiting for God's kingdom to come, like the Jewish community was, you would not have expected this. You would be waiting for God to come in power. And yet God comes and through Jesus grows up and does some amazing things, but everything doesn't get better right away like you would have thought it would. Jesus inaugurated God's kingdom through his life, but we live between the times, between Jesus' first coming at Christmas and the hope that he is coming again. This story is unexpected. Now, I know at Christmas, what we do is we usually focus in on the nativity passages in the Gospels, 
But as some of you know, we've been doing this little project over the last few weeks for Advent called the Advent Daily Podcast. And we've been taking time just to reflect. And so the other week I was reading through, and I didn't even really read through the script. I actually just started to record it. And the text for that day was John chapter 16. And, you know, it's not necessarily a Christmas passage per se, but honestly, I have not been able to shake what Jesus says in this passage and what it means for Christmas. Like, I've hardly been able to sleep just thinking about what this passage means. Now, in this passage, Jesus is an adult. He started his ministry, and he knows that he's going to to the cross to die for the sins of humanity. And this is how the story goes. John chapter 16, verse 16, it says this, Jesus went on to say, in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, what does he mean by saying, in a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. And also because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, what does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this. So he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come, but when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. Now, obviously here, the disciples are pretty confused. They thought Jesus was coming to establish his kingdom, to set up shop here and to take out Rome. And now Jesus is saying to them, I'm, I'm out of here, I'm going. This is not what they expected. And you know, Jesus said to them, I've come, my kingdom is here for those who trust me. But in this time, between my coming and my coming again, it will be a time of grief. That's what Jesus says, grief. Now, can I be honest? 2020 uh, has been pretty rough for most of us. And it's not just been rough because I had to homeschool my kids for four months. I mean, if you know me, I'm academic, I love, I love school, but. Uh, homeschooling four kids for four months, it has its moments. And I know there's parents out there that you just know exactly what I'm talking about. But this pandemic has been really, really hard. We've seen people in our lives lose, lose loved ones. We've seen mothers lose their children. We've seen brothers lose brothers and loved ones. We've wept with people. We've seen some really, really hard things. We've seen grief and pain sadness. We've, we've felt at our core disbelief. We've also seen the rela- relational turmoil of 2020, people disappearing. We've seen close friends going through deep mental health crisis. We've seen people lonely and looking and searching and it's been a difficult time. And yet through all of this, here's the thing, I take Jesus' words seriously here in what we just read. There is a time of grief in this age, but Jesus' promise is that he is coming again to set up his kingdom here on earth in this world. He's gonna bring heaven to earth, that's his promise, and he will rule and reign 
And the promise is, is that every tear and sadness and pain and grief will be lifted. No matter what we've experienced this year, there is a better day ahead of us. Jesus even says it here, that our grief in this moment will turn to joy. Jesus says, I will see you again, and when I see you, we will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. And we can't forget to talk about this at Christmas. God came into our mess and gives us hope for the future. You know, this baby Jesus that grew up, he sits at the right hand of the Father, the scriptures say. He's in power and authority, and the promise is, is that he will return and make everything New. And so people will often ask me why. Like why are you why are you a Christian? Why would you do this with your life? This whole pastor church gig. Why would you do this? I've, I've had people I play sports with or in my community ask why. And my answer is because of what God did at Christmas. And ultimately, I look at this passage and think because of what Jesus his very own words, what he said in this passage. There may be grief in sadness, uncertainty. I mean, there's the word of 2020, right? Uncertainty. There may be uncertainty at times and in this moment, but in Jesus, no matter what I face and no matter what I experience right now, my joy is made complete in Him. And so Advent, this season in the church, is a reminder certainly that the King is coming. There was this anticipation there was this longing. We were like those who dreamed. There was this dream of a better day under a Messiah. So we anticipate Christmas. But we also know that the King has come, the, that Jesus has come in flesh and blood, and he has shown us, growing from a baby into a man, he showed us what God is like. But we can't forget that the King is coming again. We long for that day that Jesus comes again, and I just want to let you in on a little secret, it will be better than Christmas Day. This is why I am sold out and I am in on this thing, because I believe Jesus is coming and it is going to set this world completely attuned and drawn into his love. You know, I've been thinking a lot this week. There's a, this old, I grew up in the church, uh, so I was thinking about this old kind of hymn, this Christmas carol that we used to sing a little bit called, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. Listen to the words and the cry of this song. Listen to it with me. Come thou long expected Jesus, born to set thy people free. From our fears and sins release us. Let us find our rest in thee. Israel's strength and consolation, hope of all the earth thou art, Dear desire of every nation, joy of every longing heart. And then it goes on. Born thy people to deliver, born a child and yet a king, born to reign in us forever. Now thy gracious kingdom bring. And then it says, by thy own eternal spirit, rule in our hearts alone. By thy own sufficient merit, raise us to thy glorious throne. Friends, this Christmas, we join in the universal longing for Jesus to come.